Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, offering insights and practices for spiritually consciously living today. Here's your host, Yogacharya, Ellen Grace O'Brien. Good morning, and welcome to the Yoga Hour, a time to open our hearts and minds to the infinite. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, co-host of the Yoga Hour, and today we'll be talking about yoga in its broadest sense, not as just a form of exercise or stretching, um, but really as a philosophy and practice for spiritually conscious living today, and actually we're mostly going to focus on Ayurveda, the sister science of yoga, and be talking about staying healthy by aligning with nature's cycles. We'll be discussing how natural cycles, such as the seasons and cycles of the moon, affect our health and consciousness, and really asking the question about how can we align with nature to improve our health and expand our consciousness. My guest today is Dr. Vivek Shanbhag, who is a licensed naturopathic doctor, an Ayurvedic physician, teacher, and author. Dr. Shanbhag is the founder and director of the Natural Medicine and Ayurveda Clinic Academy and Wellness Spa, located in San Jose, California. He teaches at several esteemed Ayurvedic universities and colleges, including the Meru Institute at the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment. He's a sought-after speaker at national and international conferences in the fields of Ayurveda, naturopathic medicine, yoga, wellness, and nutrition. You can learn more about Dr. Schonbog and his programs at his website, which I think is pretty easy to remember, yogaayurveda.org. Again, one word, yogaayurveda.org. Welcome, Dr. Vivek Schonbog. I'm just delighted that you could join me today on the Yoga Hour. Thank you for that very generous introduction, and uh, I welcome all of the listeners uh, to these wonderful healing sciences of yoga and Ayurveda. I also welcome them to explore as a resource our natural medicine and Ayurveda clinic, academy, and wellness spa here in San Jose. Great. So before we dive into our dialogue about staying healthy by aligning with the cycles of nature, let's start with that yoga moment, the way we like to start here on the show, really trying to put in practice what we preach and take this moment to really just be present here and now. So let's begin by turning our attention within, 
taking this moment out of our busy day to just be here, be present here and now. Let's start by taking a moment to note where we are and when we are. Are you listening in the morning, afternoon, or evening? And what season is it where you are? We'll be discussing these natural cycles more, but for now, just notice. Now let's turn our attention to the breath. Wonderful tool that's always with us and just bring our attention and awareness to our breath. Notice as we take an inhale and as we exhale, just noticing the natural rhythm of the breath, not trying to change it. As you inhale, feeling the cool air on the inside of the nostrils. And as you exhale, feel the warm air passing out. Now imagine with each inhale, we can dive within. And with each exhale, we can relax. And as we dive within, we can open our heart to the essence at the core of our being. This one reality called by many names is the source and substance of all that is. It's within us, between us and all around us. Just by being present now and noticing, we can rest in this essence of our being. As we rest there, we may notice thoughts or feelings as they arise. We realize we can just watch them. Watch them as they pass away. We become aware of our essential nature beyond words and thoughts, beyond all change. And as we do so, we feel the peace that emanates from this essence of our being and allow it to pervade our physical body, the mental field, and the emotional nature. Now, as we bring this yoga moment to a close, remember this peace that you felt today in this brief meditation you can touch back to that peace all day. Bring it with you. The portable peace, as Yogananda called it. Once again, Dr. Schoenbach, welcome back to the Yoga Hour. It's delightful to have you back on the show. So Ayurveda, Ayurveda looks at the world 
and everything in it as being made up of combinations of the five elements, earth, water, fire, air, and ether. And of course, since the world and everything in it is made up of these five elements, this also includes each of us. Ayurveda classifies three different constitutional types, vata, pitta, and kapha. And each of us has a unique constitution that's a combination of these three types. So as we dive into this topic about Ayurveda and staying healthy with natural cycles, I thought it would be good just to, you know, perhaps give those listeners who might not be familiar with Ayurveda just a brief description of these three constitutional types, vata, pitta, and kapha. And how do they relate to the five elements? Sure. So as you said, um, Ayurveda looks at the world made up of these five elements. First of all, the word Ayurveda in simple English is science of life. So the science of life is talking about the world, which includes also us. So if you want to call us as microcosm or a small world and what surrounds each individual as the macrocosm or as the bigger universe, then both this small world microcosm and the bigger world macrocosm, both of these have these elements, earth, which is basically solids, water, which is all liquids, fire, is which is all energies, air is all different types of gases, and ether is space or vacuum. So the macrocosm or the bigger universe has all of these solids, liquids, energies, gases, and spaces. Same way, each individual or the macro microcosm also has solids. Our bones are solids, our teeth are solids, our nails are solids. We have liquids, so we have blood, we have lymph, we have saliva, uh, so these are all liquids. Then we have fire, so our body uh, has certain warmth. We have enzymes in our digestive system. In each of our cells, we have cellular enzymes, so those are all the fire. Then we breathe in and breathe out various gases. And finally, we have spaces. For example, we have spaces in our sinuses. We have spaces uh, inside the bones. We have spaces in our um, uh, lungs. So those are the ether. Mm-hmm. So within our body, there are these five uh, elements. And in the outside world, there are five elements. When it comes to within the body and mind, these five elements combine into pairs. So within the body, the air and ether combine and they are called as vata. The fire and the water combine and they are called as the pitta. And then the water and the earth pair up and they are called as kapha. So that's the basic relationship between the five elements and vata, pitta, kapha. Well, that's really beautiful. And I, I really wanted to start there because I think it's hard to understand 
you know, kind of how we relate to the seasons, if you don't have this basic understanding of five elements, and I, I should mention, we could talk the entire time about just Vata, Pitta, and Kapha. Um, and people can, uh, listeners can look for more information about those things online. There's lots of tests that you can take um, that uh, will tell you, you know, what constitutional type is your predominant type. So, as I mentioned, Ayurveda does view the world and everything in it, including us, as being made up of these five elements. You did a lovely job of really uh, giving examples about that. But Ayurveda also views our health as arising from a state of balance. In order to be healthy, we need to understand what our constitutional type is and then pay attention to our activities in order to stay in balance. So in, in this view, we're trying to avoid imbalance because disease arises from imbalance. Um, and feeling healthy and feeling having lots of energy really arises from being in balance. So what are some signs that we are out of balance? So each individual is born with a certain uh, composition of this vata, pitta, kapha. Say, for example, I am 50% vata, 30% pitta, and 20% kapha. So I am a vata predominant, a pitta secondary individual. Now that is my uh, balance, 50 vata, 30 pitta, 20 kapha. Mm -hmm. And as much as possible, I need to maintain within that zone. A little bit up and down is fine. Now when I do uh, follow a diet or lifestyle or external stressors, throw my vata, pitta, and a kapha out of that range of 50%, 30%, 20%, then I will have imbalance, and I'll have some signs of imbalance. For example, if my vata goes out of balance, then I will start having some symptoms okay, like uh, losing muscle mass or having dryness of skin, feeling cold very easily, uh, having chapped, uh, lips feeling constipated, and on mental emotional side, I might feel overactivity of mind, inability to concentrate, anxiety, insomnia. Mm-hmm. Same thing with pitta. If my pitta goes out of balance, then I might start uh, experiencing sharply increased hunger or getting heartburns, maybe having. Uh, skin inflammations and rashes, uh, maybe uh, having bloodshot eyes or darker color of uh, uh, urine and stool. And on the emotional side, I might feel irritable, angry, impatient, critical of myself and others, or even arrogance, aggressiveness. Right. I think that's so that's so great, you know, to think about that in terms of the five elements. It's like you've said that that pitta has the fire element. And so then the, the emotional states that you've just mentioned have a lot of fire, you know, anger has a lot of fire yeah, and you know, to earlier, it. Earlier, uh, vata that I described has air and ether. So mm-hmm. you will see a lot of air qualities. Uh, whenever vata increases, you'll see the dryness increases and the cold increases of the air. Right. And then talking about the kapha, which is made of earth and water, which are both heavy and moist, when kapha increases out of balance, you will see increase in those qualities of heaviness and moistness. So um, 
I can feel more congested or there is a post-nasal drip, uh, mm-hmm. then I might uh, get frequent cold. Uh, I might also end up increasing my weight and, and tend towards obesity or increased cholesterol. And then on an emotional level, again, the heaviness of uh, water and earth of kapha then shows as lethargy, as mental inertia, oversleeping, even depression and procrastination. Well, I think that's so lovely because it really points to one of the strengths, I think, of Ayurveda is it really looks at each of us as individuals. And I think probably listeners have seen a little bit of themselves in the descriptions that you've given of how we get out of balance. So let's let's start talking about these cycles then, these cycles of nature. And uh, oftentimes, um, because again, this is not um, something that many people know about, um, there's just lack of awareness. Um, there's this feeling that, oh, I can do whatever I want whenever I want to do it. Um, but And there's not this awareness that activities, and particularly activities at certain times of day, may cause an imbalance. So let's start with a 24-hour cycle. So um, can you, and I know we could spend the entire time on just the 24-hour cycle too. Uh, so what's the importance of aligning ourselves uh, with this daily cycle? Well, as we talked about, our body and mind is made up of vata, pitta, kapha. They have their predominance at certain times of the 24-hour cycle. For example, the early morning after the dawn, around between 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., those four hours usually are more predominant with kapha. So it's during those times that our muscles are more stiff, we feel more congestion in our respiratory system. We sometimes get uh, uh, mucus in our throat or post-nasal drip. Our mind is slightly slower. Whereas the middle part of the day, 10 o'clock till 2 o'clock, is more fiery uh, because there is more sunlight and more warmth in the day. Same thing, the sunlight and warmth within our body and mind is also uh, higher at that time, so we feel more alert, okay, we are more dynamic at that time, our appetite is stronger, our digestion is stronger, the enzymes in the digestive system, the cellular enzymes, they are all uh, dominant at that time. And then in the evening, say from uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon till uh, 6 o'clock in the evening is more vata predominant, so that's when um, we feel okay, more drier, we feel a little bit um, uh, tired uh, or uh, exhausted with the activities of the day. We are not able to focus very much at that time. Uh, our senses become hypersensitive at that time. So mm-hmm. we see that whether it is morning, whether it is kapha predominance, after, middle of the day pitta predominance, and then Uh, In the later afternoon, there is more uh, vata predominance. So that's how uh, we see effect of vata, pitta, kapha during um, a day cycle. And same thing happens at night. Earlier part of the night is more kapha predominant. Middle part of the night, say from uh, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., is more pitta predominant. And then from 2 a.m. to uh, 6 a.m. is more vata predominant. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's often said that the most restful time to get to bed, that's why the Ayurvedic advice is to try and get to bed, say before, you know, 10 p.m. is that's the restful time. What I notice myself, I have a lot of pitta in my constitution. And if I stay up past 10 p.m., I get like a second burst of energy <laughs> that makes it easy to stay up, stay up, stay up. But then I don't feel well, you know, the next day. Correct, because your vata, pitta, kapha start going out of balance. Exactly. So I know that was just barely scratching the surface, but let's turn our attention now to the seasonal cycles, the 12-month cycle. Um, and I think people, listeners will be starting to get, you know, the feeling that, again, each of these seasons also has qualities uh, that are more, um, you know, uh, that are based on the five elements and that are that are more you know predominant or match you know the uh, the constitutional types that we've been talking about. So wh- why is it important to pay attention to these seasons and and to change our activities really with the changing of the seasons? Well, as I was saying, is that to maintain our personal health, we need to balance our personal rhythms and balance them with the nature cycles. So in the nature, there are daily cycles, there are seasonal cycles. So we know that the seasonal cycle is like, for example, pretty soon we'll be getting into fall and early winter. So fall and early winter are more predominant with vata qualities of cold and dryness and the wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then usually in fall and winter, our vata starts going out of balance. Then uh, uh, when we get into late winter and spring, there is more moistness, there is more heaviness, there is more cold, and that can throw our kapha out of balance. And after spring comes the summer where there is more heat, more light, uh, more sharpness of the sun, so that increases our pitta. So the seasons do have a very... Uh, specific and definite effect on our vata, pitta, kapha because of the qualities that they increase in our surroundings and in our body. So let's let's be specific about where we are right now, which is, you know, and this is uh, August. Um, the program is airing on August uh, 23rd. And uh, that is obviously toward the end of summer. We're going to be transitioning to fall in a, in a few weeks. So, uh, and I'm already noticing the days be, are getting shorter. So what would you suggest uh, is the best way to align our bodies and minds to this time of transition? So as you rightly pointed out, we are still in summer where the days are still Uh, at least 12 hours long, we do get quite a bit of warmth during the middle part of the day. And and when we do physical activities outdoor, we do sweat, we do get heated up. So for people who are pitta predominant, they need to reduce their exposure to the middle day sun. So somewhere between 11 o'clock till three o'clock when the sun is sharper, the, the pitta predominant people should avoid um, being in direct sunlight uh, so that we can avoid getting exhausted by that heat. Uh, also avoid heating foods 
which usually comprise of a sour taste, salty taste, and pungent, spicy, hot taste. Avoid heating emotions like anger, irritability, uh, or rage during, during that time by not getting into uh, heated discussions or uh, not getting into any kind of hostilities. So those are some simple guidelines. And then you can also cool yourself down with um, very simple measures like drinking uh, cooler water or including sweet, ripe, natural, organic fruits and berries. Uh, melons are excellent, uh, including cooling uh, nutrients like chia seeds uh, or even rose petal jam. So these are some simple guidelines that can be done now in the summer. Then, as we start transitioning to fall, as the wind increases, as the dryness increases, as the cold increases, we have to protect ourselves from uh, imbalanced increase of vata. So that is the time where we should incorporate uh, healthy oils, nuts, and seeds in our diet. So maybe we can start uh, consuming anywhere between 5 to 10 almonds a day or include some pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, sesame seeds. Uh, make sure that uh, we do supplement uh, with a little bit of flaxseed oil or fish oils and also use oil externally uh, to prevent the dryness and coldness of the skin. So make sure that you use natural moisturizers externally after shower or before going to bed, or even use very natural oils uh, for a self uh, application or a self massage. Uh, and you can use uh, olive oil, coconut oil, uh, sesame oil. Oh, that's great. I think that gives people some real um, easy ideas of how we can approach this next, say, you know, month or so um, as we uh, come to the, um, you know, the close of summer and, and get into the fall. You're listening to The Yoga Hour with special guest, Dr. Vivek Shanbhag, an Ayurvedic physician, naturopathic doctor, teacher, and author. His clinic is the Natural Medicine and Ayurveda Clinic in San Jose, California. For more information on Dr. Shanbhag's programs, you can go to his website, yogaayurveda.org. And Ayurveda uh, is uh, A-Y-U-R-V-E-D-A, so yogaayurveda.org. We welcome your comments and questions. You can contact us at yogahour at unity.fm. I am Dr. Laurel Trujillo, co-host of the Yoga Hour. When we come back from the break, we'll explore more about natural cycles, and in this case, turning to how to live in harmony with the moon. We'll be right back. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. When listeners like you contribute to Unity Online Radio, you're making a positive difference in your life 
and the lives of other spiritual seekers. Go to UnityOnlineRadio.org and click on Donate to make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Catherine Ponder, taken from a classic talk called The Prosperous Truth, recorded at Unity of Austin in 1991. God is extravagant supply. Get that, extravagant. God is extravagant supply. He brings forth the best robe. He spreads a banquet table, as we saw last night, with good things on which we may feast. He overflows our cup. He opens the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing. And then this is what that Unity Correspondence Course said. Why are you satisfied with such meager living when you may have so much? To find out more about Unity Teachings, visit unity.org. Would you like to show your support for Unity Online Radio? You can donate easily on your phone by texting the word VOICE to 50555 and donate $10 to support Unity Online Radio. It's easy to do, and your offering will help us keep inspirational and positive programming on the air. Remember, just text the word VOICE to 50555 and support your favorite shows on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Follow Unity Online Radio on Facebook and Twitter and stay up to date with all your favorite shows. Become a fan by clicking the like button. You can join in with a Facebook Live event or just like and share our post. Be the first to find out about any big special guests that might be appearing on the air or any events at Unity Village. We want to hear from you. Make sure you leave any questions or comments about Unity programming. Thanks for listening. Stretch your mind and open your heart every Thursday at 10 a.m. Central with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien and the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way. Gain insights into spiritual principles that touch upon the most practical aspects of our lives, like work, relationships, health, and diet. Discover time-tested practices from the ancient system of Kriya Yoga, a philosophy for living a more fulfilled life in today's hectic world. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. You're listening to The Yoga Hour, living the eternal way with your host, Yogacharya, Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome back to The Yoga Hour. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo co-host of the Yoga Hour, and my guest today is Dr. Vivek Shanbhag. He's a licensed naturopathic doctor, Ayurvedic physician, author, and teacher. You can also find him on Facebook. His first name is Vivek, V-I-V-E-K. Shanbhag is spelled S-H-A-N-B-H-A-G. So Vivek Shanbhag on Facebook. And then his website, as I've mentioned, is... um, I don't have it written. Is it Yoga, Yoga Ayurveda? Ayurveda? Yoga Ayurveda. Yoga Ayurveda.org. 
Dr. Schoenbach, in the first part of the show, we started talking about aligning our activities with both the daily cycle and also the seasonal cycle. And one other cycle that I wanted to talk about with you today is the cycle of the moon, which we normally don't pay very much attention to. Uh, Perhaps women who are in their childbearing years are aware of the moon cycle kind of vaguely because menstrual cycles are about every 28 days, but we often don't understand uh, the alignment of, for example, you know, menstrual cycles with moon cycles. Um, And as a physician, I've often been in the emergency room on the time of a full moon. And uh, it, it kind of has a reputation, you know, it must, if it's a full moon, the uh, emergency room must be crazy. So, um, so how does the moon cycle affect us individually? Well, uh, as I mentioned in the earlier part of this program, uh, we are, as a, each individual, a microcosm surrounded by the macrocosm, the, the uh, whole universe that surrounds us. And everything affects everything. So our body and mind does get affected by the 24-hour circadian rhythm or the way how the earth rotates around itself in 24 hours. Our body and mind is also influenced by another um, aspect of the universe, which is moon, which is very close to the earth. It's the earth satellite. And as the moon does its 28-day cycle, which creates a month uh, of 28 days, that has an influence on us. Moon is known to affect specifically the water element. So within each person, as we said earlier, we have earth, water, fire, air, ether. And water is a major component of our physical body and is a major component of our emotional ups and downs. So we know that on Earth, uh, moon causes uh, tides and ebbs. Same way, moon's energy uh, or the phase of moon as it goes through various phases in 28 days, uh, it does have an effect on the water element uh, in our uh, physical body and also in our um, brain and nervous system. So it does affect both our physiology and our emotions. In Ayurvedic language, moon uh, towards its full moon is is known to aggravate the kapha and towards its new moon is known to deplete the kapha. So again, I imagine that this gets back to balance. Why is it important to understand how the moon cycle affects us? Very well said. Balance is what we want to maintain. So each person has their unique combination of vata, pitta, kapha, and we want to keep those in balance. When the moon goes around in its 28-day cycle, by its direct effect on water element in us, it tends to either increase the quantity of water and thereby aggravating our kapha, or it tends to reduce the quantity of water or kapha and thereby depleting the kapha. Mm -hmm. So we can have then uh, mood swings, we can have water retention, we can have bloating, 
uh, it can create uh, either dryness of the skin or dryness of the uh, mouth. Uh, it can create depression. So moon, based on its uh, cycle, whether it is towards the full moon, it can increase the uh, kapha signs and symptoms, or it can create signs and symptoms of depleted kapha towards the new moon. Mm-hmm. So we, it's pretty easy if you, if it's not cloudy, it's pretty easy to know about the cycles of the moon just by looking at the sky. And also there are, you know, places that we run across in our day in the newspaper or on the weather page, um, or it's pretty easy to find online, you know, where is the moon in the moon cycle? Uh, Ayurveda gives us routines to come more into alignment with the moon cycle. So can you tell us about that? As we were talking earlier, the 28 days of moon cycle, or what is also known as lunar month, can be divided into two halves. So there is the bright half or bright fortnight, which is 14 days from new moon to full moon. And in Sanskrit language, it's called a shukla paksha. So it is basically the bright half or bright fortnight from new moon to full moon. And then there is the dark half or the dark fortnight, so 14 days, from full moon to new moon. So where we are progressively heading towards the moon uh, getting uh, lesser and lesser in its uh, uh, visible uh, shape. So those are the uh, two important parts. And there are certain guidelines that are provided by the healing sciences of yoga and Ayurveda. Uh, about how you can minimize the imbalancing effects of both those bright fortnight and the dark fortnight. Yeah, can you say a little bit more about that? So, um, you, you know, there's obviously the effect on kapha, you know, that you that you mentioned. Um, so can you just give us a few more details about the bright, you know, part of the cycle and the dark part of the cycle? Sure. So... We want to balance our vata, pitta, kapha. And then on an emotional level, there are three other elements that yoga talks about, which is sattva, rajas, and tamas. Mm -hmm. So sattva is basically the quality of creativity, which includes serenity, balance, peace, equilibrium, wisdom, light, purity. And when we are in balance, this sattva creativity is optimum. Other quality of mind is known as rajas, which is the main quality of maintenance. So whatever is created by earlier sattva is maintained by this rajas. And rajas is also described as the quality of dynamism, movement, activity, and then finally, the third quality of mind is tamas, which is a disintegrative quality. So it has got more of darkness, ignorance, lethargy, fear, resistance. So, so these are really our, these really have to do with our mental, you know, with our mental states. Mental, emotional state. Right. And our goal always is to optimize the sattva creativity and to minimize the. Uh, stimulation and the activity of rajas 
We also want to minimize the disintegration, ignorance, lethargy of tamas. So when you follow a proper uh, moon cycle, you are able to achieve this goal of optimizing the creative sattva and to minimize the stimulating rajas and the disintegrating tamas. Mm-hmm. So would you say that, um, I mean, it, we've been talking about lots of different cycles and we haven't really gone into the you know mental qualities as well. Um, would you say that uh, each of them, the daily cycle, the seasonal cycle and the moon cycle all have this kind of an effect, you know, on our um, qualities of our mind? Uh, or is that something that's more particularly noticed in, with the moon cycle? Uh, thanks for pointing that out. So all of the cycle, whether it is the daily sun cycle, the monthly moon cycle, or the uh, yearly seasonal cycle, all of these have uh, on the mental emotional level the same goal, which is optimize the creative sattva and minimize the overstimulating rajas and the disintegrating tamas. Mm-hmm. Now all of these cycles for the body level, the body physiology, they are trying to maintain the original balance of our individual vata, pitta, kapha, or those five elements, the earth, water, fire, air, ether. Right, right. So do you have suggestions for us then? What are some ways that you recommend we align our routines with the cycles of the moon? The sciences of Ayurveda, which is the science of life and yoga which is which is the science of balance both of these suggest that we follow certain types of wellness routines uh, during the uh, cycles of the moon so both the cycles of the moon uh, have two days that are important for example in the bright cycle okay you look at the fourth day, uh, which is known as Chaturthi, and the eleventh day, which is called as Ekadashi. Also for the dark half, again, you focus on the fourth day, which is the Chaturthi, and the eleventh day, which is Ekadashi. So even if you disregard the Sanskrit terms, just remember the fourth day and the eleventh day, both for the bright half and also for the dark half. And on those days, uh, the sciences of yoga and Ayurveda recommend that we follow certain health routines. For example, on the fourth day of both the bright half and the dark half, uh, it is recommended to do a, a light fast which is usually broken at night after seeing the moon rise. So you you eat very light, basically like fresh ripe sweet fruits or watery or broth kind of soups of vegetables, grains and lentils. You usually stay away from animal products uh, during this uh, fast. You drink plenty of water and you, you do not do any heavy exertion physically, and you break the fast with some more fruits or vegetables after you see the moon rise. Mm-hmm. 
so that is on the fourth day of both the bright half and the dark half now on the 11th day the fast is done slightly differently so on the 11th day you fast for almost 24 hours and then you break the fast at sunrise on the next day which is the 12th day so the 11th day fast is a longer fast and again you are not uh, staying without food you avoid all beans and all grains and for those 24 hours you may have only ripe natural sweet fruits you can have steamed vegetables or stir-fried vegetables or even vegetable soups and if you have access to good quality organic milk then you can have milk uh, or butter or on, on that time so mm-hmm. those are the two days of uh, uh, modified fasting for fourth day you do only a 12 hour fast during the day and break it in the evening after you see moonrise for the 11th day you do a 24 hour fast mm-hmm. so why are the fourth day and the eleventh day special? What can you tell us more about uh, the importance of those days in the month? So, depending upon the distance of the moon from the Earth, those days create certain types of imbalance with our cleansing process. So, kapha, when it increases in the body, it slows down our metabolism because uh, kapha is more water and earth. Both of them have the qualities of heaviness and slowness and congestion. So as the fourth days or the 11th days um, bring the moon uh, in a certain distance or position from the earth, our bodies start showing signs and symptoms of slowed down metabolism of heaviness and of congestion and the best way to get rid of that slowing down or heaviness or congestion in your metabolism is to eat light or do mild fasts and to avoid foods that increase the heaviness that 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 further slow down our metabolism or that further do the congestion so that is the science behind it hmm. So are there other, um, you've talked about the fasts on those days, are there other things that we need to be aware of um, in terms of uh, routines with the moon cycle? Correct. So these fasts are in a way fast for both body and mind. So on these days, it is usually recommended to engage in very positive mental activities. So these are the days okay, when uh, you can do your journal writing or these are the days okay, when you can get into more positive activities like listening to music okay, or uh, reading um, uh, books or material that uh, inspires you or being in company of uh, people who are your role models or who are your teachers or your mentors and to avoid any negative activity like getting into confrontations or uh, getting into uh, activities that might 
disturb you, whether it is uh, dealing with uh, um, legal matter or dealing with uh, your tax accounting or, or even dealing with any work or personal life confrontations so that you stay more in the positive emotions and avoid any negative emotions. These are also the times when you when it is suggested to do what are called as mindfulness activities uh, where you observe your uh, breath, you observe your thoughts, you do more introspection, and you can also get into uh, more uh, mindfulness activities like meditation or breathing techniques uh, or even yogic pranayama. So, um, can you share a story of a patient that your client that you have helped um, by paying attention to these cycles? Um, is there an example that you can give of someone who uh, has been helped by this approach? Sure. As you said earlier, I have been practicing as a licensed naturopathic doctor and an Ayurveda expert and also as a teacher for the last 30 years in this country. Uh, I have a team of five integrative health experts uh, and we have our state-of-art uh, natural medicine and Ayurveda clinic academy and wellness spa here in San Jose near Santana Row. And during these 30 years, okay, we have helped hundreds of patients uh, with uh, our treatment approaches. So as primary care doctors, we use advanced diagnostics and uh, clinically proven herbal medicines with modifications in lifestyle and diet to prevent various health problems. So during these years, okay, I actually saw a university student who was uh, doing her pre-med studies. So she uh, was about 27 years old when she first came in. And then she told me that she had lack of menstruation for more than, uh, if I remember it correctly, nine to 10 months. So the first obvious question that we asked came during um, the consultation is that, have you taken a pregnancy test? And then uh, she said, yes, she had taken it at least uh, two different times and her um, uh, obstetrician also had confirmed that she is not pregnant. Then we went into what her uh, lifestyle is and because she had heavy demands uh, academically, she was e using practically all of her night for studying and for preparing for the various um, entrance exams to get into medical schools. So she would stay awake the whole night and then when the day started getting busy, she would pull her curtains and sleep during the daytime because mm. that's when her roommates would be doing all of her activities and would not allow her to focus on studying. So she would use the quiet night to study and when there was a lot of activity was going around her with her roommates, she would sleep at that time. So, which was a complete um, turning around of the day cycle. And because she had thrown her 24-hour uh, day cycle off, uh, she had also thrown her monthly moon cycle off, her menstrual cycle off. 
so i explained to her the um, the science of yoga and ayurveda and how it looks at um, daily cycles and and monthly cycles and and, and just so you're stuff. aware dr shama just so you're aware we have about two more minutes in the show so sure. no okay. problem so we asked her to get back into balance and created a very specific health routine for her so she started uh, staying up during the day and going to bed at night we gave her a specific diet guidelines to balance her imbalanced vata because her vata was completely out of balance she had aggravated or increased vata so we suggested her a vata pacifying and nutrition and diet plan i gave her um, herbs uh, specific herbs that reduce vata and help her menstrual cycle and within about 7 to 8 weeks of following that she had her first menstrual period she also had concerns of memory reduction and lack of concentration that also went away and later on she went through a whole week long panchakarma which is a whole body detox that we do here at our clinic uh, to help her in getting back to her more healthy weight because she was also having concerns of obesity and high cholesterol so as she went through this week long uh, whole body natural detox panchakarma uh, she was able to lose that weight and uh, her doctor uh, recommended her to stop the uh, cholesterol medication mm, so within about 8 weeks of correcting her daily cycle her monthly cycle got corrected her weight came to normal and her cholesterol came to normal so um in the just the last just minute of the show or half a minute if someone was looking for one thing to try out of everything that we've been talking about um what what would you recommend where where was a place to begin the first thing is to find out what every what your unique mind body type of vata pitta kapha is mm. and it's easy to do that okay we usually and give a simple questionnaire to our patients okay and then within an half an hour consultation we are able to give exact evaluation of each person's vata pitta kapha by doing a proper pulse evaluation evaluation of tongue skin nails hair eyes which is a great and we're going to need to we're going to need to stop there um thank you so much dr shanbag for joining me you've been listening to the yoga hour It's been my pleasure to share this time with you. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, co-host of the Yoga Hour, and we've been discussing how to stay healthy by aligning with nature's cycles with Dr. Vivek Shanbag, naturopathic doctor, Ayurvedic physician, teacher, and author. His website once again is yogaayurveda.org. Thank you so much Dr. Shanbag for joining us today. Thank you Dr. Trujillo. Mm. Join us uh, next week when we will welcome Frank Ostaseski, an internationally renowned Buddhist teacher and the co-founder of the Zen Hospice Project, the founding director of the Meta Institute. Frank is the author of the book The Five Invitations, and we will be discussing how to embrace the uncertainty of life and still live with joy, peace, and acceptance. 
The Yoga Hour is a service project of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a meditation center in the Kriya Yoga tradition. CSE welcomes people from all backgrounds who are seeking self and God realization. For more information about the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, visit csecenter.org. Remember to subscribe to the Yoga Hour podcast at iTunes or Stitcher. And if you are enjoying the show, share it with a friend. Thank you to the Yoga Hour team, regular host, founder, and director of the Yoga Hour, Yogacharya O'Brien, assistant producers Ann Hayes and Sean Smith, CSE's global media outreach manager, Holly Gray, and Jeff Comfort, and Louis Pagan in the sound booth at unity.fm. Once again, thank you to Dr. Uh, Schonbog for joining us. It's been a very informative uh, show for our, our listeners. Uh, and I think we've pointed them to a lot of new information about how they can pay attention to these daily, monthly, and seasonal cycles. So thank you once again, Dr. Schonbog. Thank you. I look forward to being with our listeners again next week. Until then, remember... You carry your own healing and wholeness within you. Share your peace and joy with all you meet. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today.